you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? I'm doing fantastically well. It's snowing outside. The Christmas decorations are up. Could you possibly ask... For a more festive atmosphere than that, I don't think so. Snow in December, Josh. It's pretty crazy. Have you yeah. have you been out to sample the uh, the white stuff? No, I, I haven't. Uh, I've I've been letting it settle. You know, you gotta gotta let it do its thing, and then you can truly experience it the next day when it's when it's at its full glory. Yeah, it has been frighteningly cold these past few days sure has yeah and uh, it's ripe for snow to settle so yeah perhaps we'll wake up in the morning to uh, to some very white streets indeed uh, which yeah. is always fun unless of course you need to get to work yeah I don't uh, think it'll it be the prove. buffalo seven feet of snow but uh... no probably not but uh, you know it'll look nice with all the Christmas lights on around yeah. the place hopefully very scenic indeed although I think Josh we I got quite good practice for snow and extremely cold conditions during our time at Disneyland Paris this is the first time we've uh, sat down in front of our microphones since we got back from there hopefully you enjoyed the dispatches that we were putting out uh, which we recorded while we were out there Uh, Josh you got Disney withdrawal symptoms at all uh, a little bit, yeah. I felt like by the end that w- we went during the week, which was a really good time to go because at the weekend, all of the uh, the Brits started turning up and ruining the joint. But uh, yeah, so uh, I, I am I am missing it a little bit already. We, I mean, we were there on the Friday. That was our last day. That was departure day. But we were in the parks until pretty late, still five six o'clock, and you could tell. Uh, how much busier it already was compared to the previous few days so yeah yeah if you can go to disneyland paris in the week then that is definitely preferable than uh friday in the weekend i, I think that would be pretty hellish for sure and it would maybe be that bit more comparable to let's say the walt disney world kind of uh, experience if you went to disneyland paris on a weekend as it was for us whilst i think it you know it felt busy at times especially when people were congregating in one spot for parades and things like that by and large it is night and day uh, with disney world it is it felt so so much more relaxing to me uh, which i know sounds like a strange thing to say about a disney park but relatively comparatively it's a whole other world uh, when you've done disney world paris is serene yeah, yeah 100% Anyway, uh, our plan for today, uh, today's episode, is to talk in a slightly informed way, which I know is, uh, you know, not normally becoming of us, if I'm being brutally honest. Yeah, but, it's ridiculous. Uh, Walt Disney Studios Park is uh, undergoing a pretty extensive reimagining, transformation, if you like. It was announced originally some years ago, uh, but in light of Avengers Campus... Uh, opening earlier this year, uh, which was kind of the first phase of this uh, announced reimagining, uh, it, it, it kind of brings the rest of it into focus, you know, and it's a case of, okay, what's what's next then? And when you're there, it's impossible not to notice that there is a lot of work going on. There is scaffolding up. Uh, you can see 
construction workers hard at work beyond uh, the scaffolding and the work walls. Uh, there yeah. is concept art up on, the, on those walls, but rumour would have it uh, the actual plans have changed somewhat since they originally announced, unlike Disney, I know, to do such a thing. But we thought we, we would spend a, a little bit of time today just talking about it because we are going to do trip reports, of course, of the two parks, which will go out over the next couple of weeks. But to ensure that those are you know solely focused on what is there right now and, and how we found it, uh, we thought it would be good to talk a little bit about how Walt Disney Studios Park stands to change over the next few years based on what has been announced and based on our experience of being there. We thought we could talk about it uh, from, from a slightly more informed position. So, bold. I mean, just just very briefly, Josh, because it gives us perhaps some idea of the sort of standard we we might be able to expect from what's to come. What did you make of Avengers Campus as... Uh, you know, one of the, the the most extensive bits of work that's been done to that park. Uh, yeah, I think it's a worthy uh, addition to this park, uh, and actually, it brings new life to that side of the park. I thought that part side was a bit dead. Um, mm. They did have the the lights, motors, action show back there, and obviously uh, rock and roller coaster, Avec, Aerosmith, but I don't think it really. Uh, gained anything from there. It felt, like, as I say, it was a bit dead around there. Nothing really going on. There was the Armageddon thing that no one cared about. Um, no one really cared about light motors action by that point. So it's a good space, and, and it, uh, I think it works really well with the Avengers stuff. Um, great location for the Spider-Man ride and what they've done to turn Rock and Roller Coaster into the Avengers coaster on the outside looks, I think looks really impressive. Yes, absolutely. I think my favourite part of it, and I wouldn't say it has, uh, it doesn't have any character, but it has got that sort of clean, slightly militaristic uh, aesthetic. But I think what gives it a really great sense of energy actually is all the character, uh, all the character stuff that goes on both the sort of scripted shows up on the rooftops or when some of the characters are down at ground level doing little performances, whether it's Thor and Loki uh, having fun with the guests or Iron Man in his car or the uh, Dora Milaje uh, doing their performance, Star-Lord and Gamora as well. But as well, I think my favourite thing is that there's a slight... Um, I think they've got the spirit of the classic style of meet and greet here uh, where yes. you do have occasionally characters that just walk around and and will stop and meet people and get pictures and stuff we saw that with captain marvel at one point and uh i loved that it was a throwback it was a, a throwback to a to a better time uh, a more innocent time when yeah. meet and greets were were that and felt more organic and weren't treated as attractions so that was probably my favorite thing about avengers campus yeah having characters just kind of wandering around a little bit more was was a sight to see I'm, I'm glad it's back in some form uh, and so given that i think you know overall very positive impression of avengers campus uh, does, that, does that give you more hope for uh what, what's still to come over the next sort of five years or so if they can kind of hit that standard or, or perhaps even surpass it as they go uh, studios park is you know, seems like it could be in a pretty good place in a, in a couple of years yeah, I think, you know, uh, 
when the new land uh, comes on scene, on site, uh, becomes live and open, I think the people will, you know, maybe it might be the first park people want to go to when they go to Disneyland Paris. With what's coming, I think it's going to be it's going to be a big, big draw, both for uh, boy and girl alike. I do think there are parts of Studios Park that, you know, feel a little dated, feel a little old. And, uh, you know, I think that it definitely needs um, the, the reimagining that is that is ongoing at the moment. So let's get into it. I don't know if we should perhaps start with the fact that, as I alluded to, the concept art that is up on the work walls is perhaps a little... Uh, dated and uh, you know perhaps a little misleading I don't know if it's fair to say that but when we got an update on the the state of Studios Park the most recent update which was at the D23 Expo in September uh, it it was um, pretty noticeable that Galaxy's Edge Star Wars didn't really get a mention at all Uh, this was part of the announcement back in 2018 that Studios Park would be getting if not the full Galaxy's Edge, at least some uh, sort of interpretation of it. Uh, do you reckon that, that that's not long for this world and we will eventually get confirmation that that is indeed not happening at Studios Park? I mean, I think the difference here is that compared to some of the other Disney locations, Star Wars has already got like a pretty decent presence at the other park. Maybe yeah. they feel like they can get away with ditching the Galaxy's Edge plans um, and still feel like there's something for the Star Wars fans to do at the resort. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's coming. I think the latest rumour that came out from that area, because obviously when they first announced it, it was the three lands. You've got the Frozen land, you've got the Marvel land, you've got Star Wars land. We've got Marvel. Frozen is very much on its way. Um, And obviously then you've got Star Wars. I think the latest rumour is that the Star Wars area has been... Uh, kind of taken off the books, as it were, and uh, they're, they're rethinking what IP might go in its place. So there might be a different IP going in there. It's uh, you got you know hard to say who that might be, but uh, yeah, I think uh, you know I think I would still like to see a Star Wars land there, but maybe not uh, Jakku or Baku or whatever it is these days. Baku's in Azerbaijan, isn't it? Um, it's Batu. I'm not a big fan. I don't want to go to Baku, if I'm honest. Uh, no, no. But I, I actually think I don't. I don't know if Baku is a real place. But if it was, I think it would probably still take longer to get to Baku. Um, <laughs> yeah. Based on what what I heard, some of the some of the horror stories that uh, English football fans told about that place when it oh, hosted God. a European final a few years ago. I think. Uh, Maybe, you know, sticking with the weird ooh-sounding names, maybe uh, Nabu <laughs> for Disneyland Paris. <laughs> I could go for Nabu, absolutely. Right. I mean, which which Star Wars planet most evokes uh, sort of the the class, the pomp, the circumstance of, like, Paris or just, you know, the continent at large, shall we say? Like, when you think European pomp and circumstance... Which Star Wars planet comes to mind? I guess it probably is Naboo, right? Yeah, maybe it's slightly more Italian than French. Yes, but well, uh, you know, we we'll, we'll leave the Star Wars chat there because I think, like you say, the word on the street is that it probably isn't happening. But the rest of it, as was announced in 2018, seems like it's still coming. Yeah. So 
Well, we got here then. Um, so one of the, the headlines are like these gardens. Um, they're kind of styling them on English gardens that they say will be themed to different Disney characters. Uh, th- the one that we've got the most concrete information about so far is one that will be inspired by Tangled. What I was going to say is that I don't know if these will end up being kind of reminiscent of what's going to be coming to Epcot. Um, you know, they are also working on something similar and there were rumours as well, or no, there weren't rumours, were there? They were actually announced for D23. Was there not a tangled attraction of some sort? Was it at Magic Kingdom? So, yeah, I wonder if there will be any uh, sort of cross-contamination between uh, tangled at Magic Kingdom and tangled at Walt Disney Studios Park. But this really will, I think, reinvent Studios Park. I mean, this is going to feel very different to what's already there, which, as the name of the park suggests, when it opened, this was kind of like the the movie studios park it was it was a bit um corporate looking yes. uh, a bit brown a bit dour by design it was not helped of, by the fact that you know the weather doesn't do it any favors at certain times of year it's this a budget is going to be really really green and vivid and uh and completely different aesthetically to what we're used to yes 100 percent um yeah, so it definitely felt like a budget MGM, really, when it was first built. And this almost feels um, more akin to maybe Shanghai Disney, where they focus on a lot of the gardens and stuff out there. Um, so it's going to have that sort of vibe. So it's going to be much nicer for maybe um family of older relatives to wander around. They don't. They won't just be sitting on benches waiting for people to get off rides all the time. They can wander around the park and the gardens. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's going to really open up the middle section because at the moment it's kind of, uh, there's nothing there. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's really going to bring a, a new vibe and energy because uh, obviously that's where the partner's statue is as well, is as you come through the soundstage entrance, uh, you see uh, the partner's statue and then beyond that will be these gardens that you can see sprawling so that'd be a really nice view, I think, coming out of those doors. Yeah, definitely. Like the plaza that you come out into when you come out of the the, the studio entrance is a little bit. It's kind of a little bit dead. I mean, in a, in a way, I sort of appreciate it because I do associate theme parks a lot of the time with just a constant bundle, a constant sense that. If you don't, if you're not looking where you're going and turn round, you could very easily elbow someone in the face at just about any time. Yeah. Whereas that opening plaza of studios does feel quite big and open, and you feel like you've got room to breathe as you decide whether to kind of go right towards Crush's Coaster or left towards Avengers Campus. But yeah, I think you're right. It, it's a little bit visually uninspiring when you come out of there. And this will completely change the tone, change the energy and just make it feel far more welcoming, I think, which uh, which will be great. And you know, I, I think Disneyland Paris, the main park, is uh, I can't really fault it aesthetically. I think it's a really, really, really beautiful park like throughout. But it's obviously nailed the the kind of classic main street entrance as well and i said on the trip i think that it might be my favorite disney castle that i've seen in, yeah. in the flesh um if they can bring a bit of that to uh to the studio's entrance that would be great and it also looks like they're going to integrate quite well with kind of the 
you know, the areas around that already exist. So obviously the Toy Story Land is meant to look like it's already in a garden. So mm. they're going to sort of integrate that and a new entranceway into the Toy Story Land uh, from this pathway, which I think will be a good, nice touch as well. Absolutely. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Toy Story in just a second. So far as the Tangled Garden goes, um, the, the, the new attraction that, that is going to go in there, the rumours are it's going to be a, a sort of spinner ride, like a Mad Hatter's Tea Party, but in wooden boats instead of teacups. Oh, okay. Uh, that's quite cool. So and that's Disney tourist A scene from reckons, the film, right? Um, well, it reckons it will be set during the I See the Light musical number uh, with the lanterns hanging from the ceiling. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Tangled. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe I need to go back and watch that again. But so far as Toy Story Land, you're right. So it's kind of already been designed to look like it's in a garden um, and it sounds like they're just going to kind of bulk it out a little bit uh, decoratively at least so you've already got uh, the big buzz figure there of course um, yeah. but it seems like and the concept I would suggest they're going to bring over Woody and uh, and Jesse much as they are at the uh, Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios Yeah, uh, these kind of larger than life models of those characters uh, holding up the uh, the Christmas lights so that'll be great. I mean, I think the Toy Story Land in Studios Park is is pretty decent anyway. Like, there's a nice little selection of rides. Uh, you know, it would yeah. be great to have like Midway Mania there, for example. But I do wonder if you know there's any real need for that, especially in a post Spider Man world, which basically takes that concept and um, probably does it better. Get so, rid of the Slinky Dog ride there and put in uh, Slinky Dog from MGM. Slinky Dog Dash, yeah. That'd be a, that would be a fine addition, actually. Uh, you know, there aren't a, and there's only the one. It's probably not a space. There, ro- there are two roller coasters at Studios Park, so yes. You know, they're not necessarily short on them. There's two solid coasters there. Yeah, but and, I, I guess yeah. the space that this is going to be in, with obviously the Cars ride, uh, mm. and where this this English Art Garden is going to be, the Toy Story Land is going to be quite hemmed in. So there's not really the space for. Uh, that you, they would have had to have pre-planned that in this work, I think. I guess that makes sense. I, I think the most eye-catching thing about the concept art is the waterfront and the promenade. Yes, 100%. Where there aren't necessarily going to be any attractions, but I think that in the same way that when you walk down Main Street in the main Disneyland park and it opens up and there's the castle in front of you and uh, what a sight it is. I, I think this is where, you know, Walt Disney Studios part will hope to deliver a similar sensation. So you come out of that uh, studio entrance, you walk down the quote unquote main street with gardens to your left and right. And then it opens out into this lakefront and promenade uh, I, th- I think that would be absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's really going to change, as I keep saying, it's really going to change the vibe of the park to the point where you might wonder, does should this even still be called uh, a studios park? Uh, you know, would would it be would it be better with a, a you know a name that isn't quite so evocative of of a movie studio, given that it's really not going to look like one at all uh, before too long? But, yeah. But look, I'll take it. Um, you know, I mean, even does, if they don't change the name and it just doesn't make much sense, I'll take it if uh, if the lakefront and the promenade deliver as the concept I would suggest. It looks absolutely delightful. 
Yeah, Hollywood Studios obviously still has that. That's it's a similar vibe, right, between that that park and this park now, as this brings in the lands as well. Um, that got Galaxy's Edge and the Toy Story Land, and uh, this is going to have, and obviously it's got Tower of Terror, uh, and it's got the Toy and like I say, Toy Story. So this is going to kind of be the same. It's got Marvel. It's going to have Frozen. It's got Tower of Terror. It's got the Toy Story. Uh, very similar vibes between this park and MGM still, which is nice to see. And it's going to have a big old restaurant. Now, you know, a running theme for us, I think, across the the, the few days we had at the parks with that, didn't think the standard of food was great in the quick service places, but this seems like it's going to be one of their well-to-do table service joints, which, yeah. um, you know, we didn't sample within the parks uh, but I would I would expect the standard to be much higher. I think when the closest we got was uh, with the buffet, I suppose, at Davy Crockett Ranch, where I actually thought the quality of the food was pretty good. And, uh, you know, we did eat in the uh, Disney Village one night as well. Uh, but yeah. That wasn't like a Disney-run uh, restaurant. So... I thought that the food within there was good, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. But, you know, I... <laughs> I think the the breadth and the quality of the kind of quick service food in these parks uh, does not hold a candle to what you would expect in the States. Um, yeah. But the sit-down stuff, um, I think people would tend to be a lot happier with. And so I would expect this to fall in line with uh, with what we've got there already. Things like, uh, you know, uh, Remy's Restaurant um, at, at the Ratatouille Ride, for example, or Captain Jack's in Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, that, that kind of level is... Is yeah, what 100%. you would expect from this, I think. I think the quick service food is so bad at Disneyland Paris, and we'll get onto this a bit more in in our trip report. But I'd rather them just make a deal with McDonald's or something. I think to get something better, yeah. even if it's something as bad as McDonald's, uh, it, it would still be better for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I think this promenade could really deliver on is. Uh, you know, photo opportunities, specifically character meet and greets. And, you know, I, just, I think it would be great if they adopted the Avengers campus ethos and just had characters kind of walking around the perimeter of the lake. I think that would be really, really great. And, um, you know, because I think if you had characters like lined up in like kind of attraction style situations, and you just had loads of queues around the lake or something like that. That yeah. would kind of spoil the vibe. But the idea sure. of just characters milling around it, uh, I think would be great. So I hope they adopt that mentality if, if they have character meet and greets around here. Yeah. I wonder if uh, you can get away with it a bit more at the Avengers. Um, mm. Maybe, you know, uh, Anna and Elsa are so highly regarded. I actually don't think they'll... Uh, I think they'll get like proper in indoor queue setups for those two. Maybe some of these lesser characters, maybe like a like a Sven or a um, like the Snowman or something. Maybe um, maybe it's not the Snowman. That that wouldn't make sense. But uh, yeah, maybe some of the lesser characters might do the walking around stuff. But I feel like they'll have the uh, you know where they have the multiple princesses in different rooms to try and get the flow going quicker going on yeah for Anna and Elsa yeah so I mean I, I don't know whether they would be around the lakefront or in the the kingdom of Arendelle 
yes. section of the park, which is the yeah. final part of this um, expansion as we know it right now. Uh, so this is a Frozen-themed area. There is going to be a new ride. don't know anything about it other than that it will be um, presumably an indoor attraction. But at this point, you know, there's a decent variety when it comes to the Frozen attractions that are in the works. We've got one, obviously, already got one at Epcot, at Disney World. We've got one coming to Hong Kong. We've got one coming to Tokyo, right? And now we've got one yeah. coming to Studios. So, um, you know... It could you could end up in a situation where you've got four very different frozen rides. I think something I said uh, again while we were there is that because uh, the climate in this part of the world is so seasonal, I actually think the Paris Park and I guess the Tokyo Park as well, at least more so than let's say um, the Florida parks, I think they can really stand to to benefit and kind of use the seasons in their in their favour when it comes to like a frozen land, for example, where in that first film of course it was you you think frozen you associate it with with cold wintry weather snow but we've also seen um what frozen looks like the world of frozen looks like at the height of summer we've seen it uh in a sort of autumn time of year as well in frozen 2 so i you know i think it could give the land very unique look and feel depending on what time of year that you go and it would be cool if disney used that to their advantage when it comes to like seasonal events or mixing up the meet and greets or maybe doing different kinds of shows or something depending on what time of year it is to you know remind you of different scenes and different moments in those films yeah exactly i think you know what uh being in paris gives you is that those seasons and it's it would be you know good to use those seasons if you have those if you have that opportunity why not use it to your advantage hey look i think if it all comes together as you say i i agree you may well have um you know families that rock up at the resort and and actually choose to prioritize Walt Disney Studios i mean you compare it to when we were last there in 2018 um you know I think all this stuff is kind of targeting being open in like 2027-ish. So let's say, you know, all that in the space of a decade, um, Avengers, uh, you know, Frozen, the Promenade, Lakefront, the Gardens, etc. And of course, it wasn't that long ago that Ratatouille opened. So that's a lot of investment in the park in, you know, a relatively short space of time and, you know, transforms it into... As, as we said earlier, a bit of an ugly relation into uh, into a worthy Disney park, I think. I guess a, a not dissimilar journey to California Adventure, which was also a, a bit of a poor relation when that first opened and yeah. has become something far more appealing. So, Yeah, two parks from a similar era. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully a similar journey awaits Walt Disney Studios Park and, and it can sort of go from what was once a, a bit of an afterthought to uh kind of a premier a premier theme park um certainly certainly in Europe because as good as I think Disneyland Paris is and um yeah I was I, as much as I enjoyed like Europa Park and Fantasia Land earlier in the year I, I was really reminded I'd, I'd kind of forgotten how good the main Disneyland Paris park is yeah. Um, but I, I would definitely put like Europa Park, Fantasyland above Studios at this point. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But if Studios delivers on what it's promising over the next few years, the Disneyland one-two punch might actually end up being, you know, the the top two. Yeah. So I think the question actually is, 
because uh, I think you know they will deliver on this frozen stuff. They have to. Uh, next, the question is what happened. What goes in next um, outside of that? You know where Star Wars is meant to go. Do they put? Do they replace the rebranded backlot tour with a proper cars area? Maybe you know put the uh, the cars ride from California in there. I know you're not a big fan of cars, but a lot of people like that cars land in California, and I think it's <sighs> there's a lot of space back there that could definitely be used for it. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying. I was trying to think like if they don't do Star Wars, what is what is another Disney owned? like mega franchise that will get people in the door or get people yeah. excited to be in the door. I mean, they don't have anything as obviously, you know, Star Wars is, is the thing for that really. And Seasonal I think Seasonal Avatar. Well, yeah, there is Avatar, I suppose. I mean, we'll see. You never know, right? I guess, look, if Avatar 2 comes out and it is coming out in just a few days, yeah. if it comes out and it's the biggest thing in the world, and Avatar 3 goes ahead and is a massive success, then all of a sudden you get to 2026, 2027, where, okay, they, they're starting to, maybe maybe they've thought about it before then even, but that's when the, the, the gears really start to turn on what are we doing about Star Wars? Are we doing it? Are we going to do something else? If Avatar has just come out and, you know, whacked out two $2 billion movies in that time, you'd be yeah. silly not to think about it, right? You. That would be near the yeah. top of your agenda, potentially. Um, yeah, for sure. If, if you didn't uh, want to do Star Wars. I think, you know, maybe uh, the weird Christmas of Mr. Jack. Maybe the weird Christmas of Mr. Jack. We can but dream. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Put that in there. The the old uh, redraw the plans from old MGM for a Who Framed Roger Rabbit themed land stick that in there why not do it that's gonna do it for our little look ahead to what's to come at walt disney studios part so hopefully you found this uh, relatively enlightening by park rush standards uh, we'll be back to enlighten you further in the next two weeks with our trip reports one for studios the other for the main disneyland park and that will take us into the christmas period uh, very exciting indeed for sure so until next week stay safe out there everybody take it easy if you haven't already do go and watch friend of the show paul who was with us on the trip and will be appearing in the trip report episodes he went on tower of terror for the very first time while we were out there and it was documented for your enjoyment you can watch that now on the park rush youtube channel uh, the best way to find it is links.parkrush.com because that's where you can find the socials as well, uh, where there has also been uh, lots of fun stuff posted over the last week or two. Uh, but so far as the main podcast is concerned, we will, of course, be back next week. And to make sure you don't miss out, do subscribe on your preferred podcasting app. And if it supports ratings and reviews, give us one. That would be fabulous. Stay safe out there. If you're in Old Blighty, enjoy the snow, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.